That's the beauty of life, though, man. You got to try some new things. New... <laughs> <laughs> start, start a new intro with just you singing like that. Uh, you know, trying all sorts of new things here at the Untranslatable Podcast. to offer. So this okay. is what happens after you go on a... On a long road trip and uh, <laughs> enjoy enjoy too much unhealthy unhealthy food and drink. You know, I guess that's I, so funny. Um, that's actually probably what was singing in my head as I jogged inside the home my home when I got here, on, like to the uh, to the bathroom, and I sat down, and then I was like, "Oh my god, I made it!" And then in my head, it was just like exciting and new, <laughs> very freeing, very freeing. All right, let's do this. You ready? Sure. Let's let's do it. We're recording. Right, it's here we that go. time. Talking about superheroes today should be a good one. Should be a good one. Not gonna lie though, Jared, I do feel a bit like a poser because uh, I think the new uh, the new Marvel movie came out, didn't it? With like uh, Falcon and uh, I forget who and the. And the um, but anyways, I'm not on Disney Plus, so I'm out of the superhero loop in that. What regard. movie came out? I. Falcon and the. I know there's something about a Snyder cut. And the Winter Soldier, that's what it is. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today recording episode 288. Getting up there, and we are doing an episode today all about superheroes. And I'm just wondering why are superheroes so popular in America? Are superheroes just an American thing, or uh, do we see some superheroes in some other countries? So we're going to talk about um, maybe some reasons why superheroes might be so popular in America, and also some uh, superheroes in some other countries. I also do have a list here of uh, some ways some other countries have uh, modified or changed uh, American superheroes to fit their audience as well. So uh, we'll be talking about all those things today. So if you are a uh, comic book nerd, a superhero fan... Or you're just curious about why we might do things in the U.S., why we do them. Uh, this episode is for you. So without further ado, uh, I'm very happy that my co-host is back in uh, the same state as me. And it's good to see him again. So without further ado, my partner in crime and my good buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Uh, hello. Hello. Uh, that is true. I'm back. Back in the... Um, I don't. We don't have a name for this. Um, you know, after the Harry Potter studio, no, no studio really is 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 as good after that one but um yeah i am back in michigan it is good back to be here dude i'm so i'm so sick of cars i'm sick of uh the drive home is way less enjoyable than the drive there that's something i certainly noticed um you know because it's like there's kind of exciting on the way there it's like ooh, i'm going somewhere but on the way back it's like all right let's just get this over with let's just it, it, it was it was just um you know it was fine it was just not as uh you know uh chill and calm and like ooh, this is fun i could keep going for hours it's like no let's let's just go ahead and get this over with right well it's because that chill and calm place is mm -hmm. is your place that you're trying to that's get true to. you that's know that's true. what i think changes it for sure mm -hmm. yeah i was more excited in the journey uh, on on the way there you know i was going off the freeway way more just looking at random places like ooh, this is a nice neighborhood oh wow this is lovely and on the way back it's like all right let's just Let's just, I just want to get into my bed. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's just beeline it, get where we need to get as quick yeah. as possible. Definitely. And I did Definitely. it. And I did it. Um, so, uh, oh, by the way, uh, this is episode, what, 288 of this podcast? 
um, feel free, please, Pujolsta, as uh, the Russians would say. I've lost my dongle, so now my drops are extremely limited for a short period of time. So I'll just say them, Pujolsta, give us uh, some five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, you know? Uh, it's Chad's birthday tomorrow. He uh, for a birthday gift for Chad, five star reviews. <laughs> My birthday is actually the th- on Thursday, so uh, uh, for Thursday, give me some five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. And uh, exactly, our birthdays always seem to fall somehow on the uh, <laughs> dates when our podcasts drop. That's so <clears throat> strange. You know, this is how the calendar works. You, you, you don't, you wouldn't understand. It's a lo- it's 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 a whole long thing. But yeah. Uh, and then you know you can also follow us on 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 Twitter uh, on Translatable One and on Instagram on Translatable Podcast. You know that's cool too. Didn't so you- other than your uh, your long road trip, mm-hmm. um, how how was how was your time down south? Do you automatically feel cold and chilly now that you're back in Michigan, even though it's not really that cold or chilly? No, I kind of like it. I mean, it is a little damp and 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 uh, and gusty out. Uh, it's certainly not as 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 uh, beautiful out, but no, like because it's it's not it's not cold here. Uh, so no, it's actually kind of nice to be home. You know, I like it. I, as I always say, I and I stand by this. Coming home is the best part of any vacation. Every single vacation I've I've been on, I would say that that feeling when you first get home, uh, whether it, whether it's a road trip or by airplane, just stepping into the house and seeing that first of all your house is not burned to the ground, seeing it's always a plus, <laughs> seeing that it hasn't been broken into and just uh, ravaged uh, <laughs> is also you know it's just coming back to a you know to a standing house waiting for you and I I diligently not diligently but i also you know I, like you know made you know when i leave on a trip i like to make sure my bed is made i like to make sure like all right. the dishes are cleaned i like to make this little it looks clean you don't want to walk into a place where you know stuff needs to be done so just walking into a clean uh clean home is just you know there's there's no better feeling honestly you know what i'd almost argue that i i travel more for that feeling than even for the experiences i get <laughs> there, there you go and here we are doing a travel podcast but, but hey uh, i do that's, it just that's to so come funny home. though <clears throat> right that's so funny though jared because um one one point i'd also like to add is that it's so good to also just leave your place clean because you never know what's going to happen and like for example when i was in china thankfully i somewhat cleaned my apartment in jinan before i went to beijing mm-hmm. um and then i ended up never going back to that apartment because because of the pandemic <laughs> and everything else so had i've like trashed it and left it a mess not only um yeah, that would be embarrassing. Um, is that just bad in general? But it's embarrassing, exactly. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> and thankfully, I was smart enough. I knew I was going to be gone at least what I thought would be, you know, a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. The funny thing is that um, when that, I was I, gone, I made sure to clean out my fridge. You know, dumped any yeah. perishables I had, uh, and thankfully, when they went back, um, you know, f- four or five months later to go into my apartment to collect my belongings, there weren't. At least I was. Exactly. There weren't any crazy smells or like rats had eaten all, all my clothes or well, something because, you know, there was food. That's the thing about coming home from, from a trip where it's like, especially when you come home from an, like a trip and you're an exa- exhausted, which is most trips, to be honest with you, you come home kind of mm-hmm. tired. It's like you don't want to have to come home to work, you know? It's like I, right. it, I, I came home and for after I got home for like an hour and a half, 
I just uh, lied in bed, like partially asleep, partially awake. And it was so nice to just like fold the corner of my of my sheets o- 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 like over and slide in and just lie there. <laughs> it just perfectly like, a, oh my God, it was so nice. It was so nice. I'm There's still thinking about it. There's also nothing better than hopping in like a nicely made bed. Yes. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. just something nice about that, for yeah. sure. Especially when it's your own bed, too. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, there an argument could be made that the bed I was in at my parents' house is more comfortable than my bed, but there's but but significantly less satisfying than my less un, less comfortable bed. Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, Jared, um, I want to talk to you about something that completely flew under the radar, at least flew under my radar. Um, But, you know, I'm somewhat on social media. I have limited my social media use significantly the last couple weeks just because I've realized as, um, um, oh, what is her name? Is it Marie Kondo who says this does not spark joy? Isn't Mm. that her her catchphrase or something? I've realized that like social media just doesn't add that much um, to my life anymore other than you know the i do like the like facebook messenger i still do message some friends for, of you know mine around the world and stuff like that but just mm-hmm. endlessly scrolling just doesn't get you anywhere um uh, but anyways so um the reason why i wanted to bring this up though is because i i did not even hear about this and maybe you've heard about this um but nike uh, and this came from a student of mine actually i was lecturing last week and a student of mine asked me what are my thoughts on nike and h&m and at first, I'm like, well, wh- I knew I knew there was something more to this than just that question they had asked me. I, I just knew I had this feeling yeah. that love okay, of great clothes. Why right. do you ask? Right, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, well, I was like, well, what did something happen with? And I'm very glad I asked this question. I mm. said, did something happen with H and M and with Nike? This is and one of the I- questions your students asked you during your AMA. Yes, yes, okay, during okay. the beginning of class, just to get any questions out that they have. Um, and so she... This is like she, a press conference now. <laughs> basically, yes. And the U.S. delegation, yeah. I need to start wearing a suit and a tie with like an American flag, China flag pin Mr. or something. Bowsley, could you give your, your input on uh, the uh, scandal currently going on with Nike and H&M? <laughs> yes, and here, here's my answer. Uh, well, and he, this was my answer. They said, basically what they said was Nike and H&M have said they are going to boycott the use of cotton coming from Xinjiang, which is the mm. province in China where um, all the controversies happening with the Uyghur people, um, which is which is an ethnic minority group in China, um, and there's there's just a lot of scandals and controversy uh, controversy around uh, Xinjiang. Um, I don't really know what is what. I couldn't tell you because, number one, I've never been to Xinjiang. Number two, I don't fully trust everything the Western media puts out. I also don't trust everything the Eastern media puts out. Um, and you, you get this kind of finger Who pointing where the U.S., we say... What, you, what do you trust? Who? That's a good question, Jared. I don't really know. Uh, I don't really know who to trust. Um, it's hard to say, to be honest with you. Um it's really hard to say, but anyway. So, um, so this has been the big backlash. Do you trust though, is, me? Of course, I do okay. trust you, Jared. Um, you're you, you are my uh, light of uh, that's your first mistake. You're right. Trust. <laughs> you are foolish um, in this world. Any, any, anyways, Jared. So, um, so this was the dilemma, though. Is that so? Basically, from my understanding of it, is uh, Nike and H and M they're boycotting um, 
the use of cotton from Xinjiang because of what's happening over there, um, saying that um, you know they're basically creating a re, quote unquote re-education camps or uh, concentration camps, basically. Um, and of course, what the what the Chinese government has been saying is Did the like, students no, say this. Uh, what? Did the students say this? The, the students the students just said that all the students said to me was Nike and H&M are boycotting cotton coming from Xinjiang. What are your thoughts uh, okay, on that? Is okay. Is what they asked me. Well, but then you asked um, them... Okay, okay, sorry. I, I just didn't know how in detail... If you're saying this is how in detail they went, or you're no, just explaining no, 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 it to no. me. No, 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 no. The students did not okay, go in detail. I'm explaining to you I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, right, right. No, but yeah. So so anyway, so, so yeah, my student asked me, what are your thoughts on the boycott of boycotting the cotton from Xinjiang? And I told the students, I said, look, um, first of all, um, I think both of these con- both of these companies at the end of the day, regardless what they do, they are going to do things motivated by business and by profit. So what this means is they by them, quote unquote, taking a stand by boycotting any cotton coming from Xinjiang, what this means is that um, I think it just positions themselves in a way um, so they can market themselves as being these, we support human rights companies. You know what I mean? Um, and sure. this is what we did to support human rights. Um, yeah. And so, so that's Taking what I told my students. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why Nike, um, that's why Nike chose Kaepernick as one of their ambassadors. You know, it puts you on one side of the coin, sure. you know, um, and we can see how the conservatives reacted to all that. But now you're also seeing like a bunch of my students now straight up said they are not going to ever buy Nike or H&M products ever again um, because they do not want to buy a product that insults their home country. Um and hey, that's their own opinion. They're allowed to think that. If that's what they want to think, that's what they can think. For some I'm reason, I don't to... believe that. I don't. <laughs> it's like I, no, I hear them, and I and I I hear the I hear the I understand the feeling. No, I don't understand. I get what they're saying, but I wonder. I just wonder how true that is. You know, you know, and I won't be able to follow up. But I'm just curious. Well, I think I think if you were I think if you were living in the U.S., that might be a little bit more difficult because a lot of your sports teams might have like a Nike jersey, for example, right? Yeah. Um, H&M's easy for me to give up. I, I think I've, for the most part, given up H&M anyway. <laughs> okay. Granted, I still um, have a lot of clothes that are from H&M that have lasted me a surprisingly long time. Yeah, I still have a bunch of stuff from H&M that I still wear. Um, but I think in China, it is easier to quote-unquote boycott these brands because both of these brands are... I mean, you have all these other Chinese brands. You know, you don't need nike and you don't need h&m over there like you're yeah, not gonna I mean, find you don't h&m need it here either um well maybe well, it's harder to av- i mean it's easy to avoid h&m but maybe it's harder right. to avoid nike um, i don't think you could avoid nike in the u.s that's become such a huge company in the for u.s your own personal usage yeah, of course you can what are you talking about you could easily um, avoid nike you're talking if about you, if you're if you're just buying clothes uh, you know, if I mean, you're looking for so, exercise, workout clothes, or just right. sport-based clothes, you could easily avoid Nike. What are you talking about? I, I think you can to some degree, but think about it, Jared. High school sports. If you're like, if you're one of these very extreme anti, we'll never wear this brand for whatever reason. And I think these are the types of reasons that get people so angry that they would never want to, you know, wear like Nike stuff. So, for example, your high school, your high school soccer team. You know, they probably mm-hmm. were sponsored by or you guys wore Adidas or Nike or something. So mm-hmm. what? Are you just going to say, sorry, coach, I'm not going to put on this jersey? Um, well, no, see, that's where I would question that their their commitment to it. But also, they don't own that jersey. Right. You know, they didn't buy it. 
That's true. Um, I do know some NBA players used to, like Steph Curry, I think he used to roll down his socks so you couldn't see the Nike swoosh on his socks, for example. Um, funny little protest why, like why that. Why would he do that? Because he's an Under Armour guy. And oh, Nike okay. actually... No, Nike but actually, Under Armour like, sponsors the team's jerseys or whatever? No, Nike does. Nike sponsors all of the NBA jerseys. Oh, that's jerseys. what I meant. That's what I meant. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha, you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. But anyways, this was... When the student asked me this question, though, Jared, I'm not going to lie. I had some red flags kind of flashing or red lights I mean, that seems like head. it's getting pretty close to your yep. limit of, of, which, of right. what you sh- uh, are comfortable talking about. Basically, what I told them, which is what I do actually believe, is that I think... A lot of this is probably just more of a, a media ploy or a marketing ploy um, mm-hmm. to drum up more business. And also, you know, this type of publicity, I didn't hear about it in the U.S. Did you hear about it at all? No. But I, I actually, I also have kind of been uh, not on social media as much recently. Um, but no, I, I haven't heard about that. Right. But yeah, so I just thought that was interesting. But at the same time, you know, it really doesn't surprise me. And the funny thing is... I would argue your average person in China, I would argue your average person in China has the same level of national pride and nationalism that a lot of these kind of crazy Republicans that you might see who tout themselves as being patriots, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I see a lot of similarities just in the way that... um, I think anytime when you cannot handle any type of criticism and you automatically start to attack people, that's when you've just gone off the deep end. You know, mm-hmm. um, not you know, there's a lot of great things that I loved about living in China, and uh, so many of the students and teachers I worked with were absolutely amazing. Um, but nowhere in the world is it perfect, and we should be allowed to, you know, talk about some of the issues and the problems and the flaws because how else can things get better? If you just kind of bury yeah. your head in the sand like an ostrich, things are just going to fall apart and get get worse. But anyways, let yeah. me get off my soapbox here, Jared. But um, No, you're yeah. right, because anytime you criticize uh, the U.S., or not anytime, but a lot of times, especially by conservatives, it's con- it, the conservatives call that like you hating America. Right. Uh, and, you know, that and that's that's what triggers that. Well, well, you just leave if you don't like it here, you know? Right. Every, you know, it's like everything's working. <laughs> there's no problems so if you don't like it you're the problem and you don't have to be here right and, and, and it's you like, hear the same sentiment from a lot of a lot of chinese people um yeah. i can tell you right now if i if i ever wanted to completely fall from graces for my students all i'd have to say would be something negative about china or if i were to talk about some of the more sensitive topics that um they tell you not to for example and this brings me actually to uh kind of an interesting little story today, and I'm not sure if you heard about this, Jared, but uh, Taiwan has actually recently been invited and joined the World Health Organization regional meeting, um, which which this whole thing with Taiwan has been kind of a big scandal because, number one... Is this part of another question that they asked you? um, uh, Yes and no. This is This really is like a press conference. This is this is related more to the last question my students asked uh, me about I avoiding see. difficult topics. So, for example, oh, in if you're in China, they tell you some things to avoid. The three T's they call oh, them. I forgot, Tiananmen Square. I, you know, I forgot that Taiwan Tibet, is a touchy subject. Taiwan uh, over there. Yes, yeah, it is. It's a very touchy subject, and so. Um, so it would be the same thing. Like so, this student asking me about what my opinion is about Nike boycotting cotton. If I would have made it political, which I don't think I did. You know, I talked about 
I talked about it's a business decision. You know, I'm mm. sure there's some politics involved with that, but I think it's more more of a business decision than anything because at the end of the day, Nike and H&M, they're both these huge companies and they want to make profits and grow their businesses. Um, but anyways, it would be the same thing, Jerry. If a student asked me, um, do you recognize Taiwan as a country? That can be a loaded grenade of a question in China um, yeah. because traditionally and historically, Taiwan has always been a part of China. However... Taiwan has an actual democratic government, and China does not. That's so, where your press secretary walks, steps in, and says, "You know, that's uh, not a fair question." M- moving on, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> I need to have you, uh, you join, join yeah, my live unmute. lectures at night. Yeah, and just say, uh, "Sorry, we're going to need <clears throat> to uh, move on to the next question." That question please. will be redacted from the uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> from the record. That you know, that is an unfair question. Moving on, exactly. But it's Chad, just please. it's just interesting next how. Question how I saw my students respond to like just how quickly it went from we were talking about I think I had a student ask me a question about um, this is how crazy these ask me anything sessions get Jared I had the question (laughs) before this this question what you want I do. It's kind of okay, fun. Okay, it, it's okay. and every lesson I go into not knowing what the first five to ten minutes will be yeah. like, which can be fun, um, because when you're teaching online in front of a screen, Jared, and none of your students have their cameras on, and then when you ask them a question, there's always a twenty to thirty second delay on their response. Um, you need to do something for yourself to keep things interesting. So, not mm-hmm. to sound like a selfish teacher you just here, sit in that but, silence for twenty seconds. Yeah. Okay. I've become accustomed to it now, Jared. The silence doesn't scare me but anymore. But you know it's coming. You, you know yeah. you know something's coming. You, there's never the a point way... where you're like, are they going to respond? <laughs> right. I know. I kind of know now um, after doing, you know, f- this is my third, f- coming on fourth week of lectures. Um, I know now kind of how long it takes when it's either just a Is this a delay or... in technology or just thinking about the answer? I think it's I think it's all of Both. them. I think it's okay. a delay in tech. It's a delay in uh, thinking about their answer. I do give them time to think about their answers, though, too. It's not like I just call randomly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I give them uh, a minute or two to think about their answer. Anyways, so um, this the question before this deep and potentially very dangerous question. I guess soon asked me what's what's your favorite chocolate? Do you prefer Hershey's or do you like something else? Um, mm. So that's how that's how broad these ask me anything they, sessions can be. Do they have Hershey's over there? Like what? What uh, sort of chocolate bar do they have I over don't, there? I don't. Um, I think they have. Uh, I th- peanut uh, M&Ms. No, I think they have Mars. Isn't Mars? Mars oh, would be like yeah. Snickers and M M&M, and M, or is M M&M and M Hershey's? Uh, I think M M&M and M is Mars. I think so. Okay. So because so they did I, I have Snickers, right. and, they had and Kit those Kats. Mars bars. Remember those? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah. But I'm anyways, a, yeah. It was just so funny, though, how quickly the mood of the lesson changed, though, from asking me about chocolate I like to going from that to what are your Mm -hmm. thoughts on uh, basically companies (laughs) who are hostile towards China? And then I had so many students just comment. You got to have a lot of range. Right? I guess. But, you know, it was just so funny to see the students, you know, comment on, you know, I I won't support any countries that say anything negative about China. I mean, you know, there was that big NBA scandal. You know, you know, I, feel, I I will say I do find it kind of interesting to see young kids, uh, what you know, early twenties, I imagine, eighteen, late nineteen, teens. a lot of them. Yeah, it, it, it is kind of surprising to see young kids that, um, like, uh, nationalistic. You know, but at, that's how they're such a young up. age. I mean, they are right. Well, they are taught and indoctrinated, just as I think a lot of Americans are. Sure, um, I guess there's probably a lot of young, uh, just probably a lot of Americans like that. 
through most of the areas I drove through on my way to and from probably Louisiana. <laughs> that's true. At young that's ages probably are, are indoctrinated just like that, you know. So that's true. Right. That, that's exactly. a great point. Exactly. But yeah, it was fun though to I always just like to see the questions. Um, I did have a really interesting question. I didn't really have a good answer nor good advice. I had a student advice. ask me. Um, I had a student ask me. Do you get asked um, if you're single, you, by the way? Still? Uh, no, not anymore. But I okay. also, I've also told my How students. How did that stop? Like, My students ask me. Um, well, I have the same students from last oh, semester. Oh, right, right, right. They've already got the answer. Well, what are they, so what they are they, like? We need an update, you know? <laughs> right, right. Well, well, I did have I did have a student actually ask me during one of the AMAs. Um, is it hard to date and meet people in America because of the the virus? Um, and I was like, I was like, well, <laughs> Probably yeah. Not. I was like, that's uh, a very oh, for you it is um, for people. I was well, saying, yeah, because I'm care. not using dating apps. Yeah, but I'm right. saying if there are don't people care, that don't. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. If you don't care, it's fine. If you're not on, if you're on dating apps, depending on your skill with dating apps, you know, maybe it's also yeah. fine. But yeah. Um, so it's it is interesting though. Just um, the questions they ask, I'm always surprised. I will say I do love the language based questions they ask. I have a few students who are just learning German for for shits and giggles, for lack of a better term. Really? And so they ask me German questions. Yeah, they ask me, um, you know, do you have any uh, books you would recommend How do you for conjugate? someone who's learning German on their own? <laughs> uh, they haven't asked me grammar questions yet, but I did used to have a student who would ask me, um, it was crazy, he would, uh, he had, this is how dedicated students in China are, Jared, and I think this is why I firmly believe China is going to be, if not, if they aren't even already, the most powerful country in the world because mm. how dare I had you. a student Why I had a student there, I know man. right and, move out uh, <laughs> go there <laughs> right exactly <laughs> would, would add probably more interesting content for our podcast that's for sure um, I remember we always had interesting yeah, stuff because you should be able to see stuff there <laughs> right right um, but anyways so the, the funny thing though is that I had one student just to show you how dedicated some of these students are and this isn't every student but he had three copies of this book he was reading, he read it first in German, then he read it in Mandarin, the translation, and then he read it a third time in English, and then he compared them and used the uh, Chinese and English translations to kind of fill in the gaps with the German. And then he came to me with the stack so of three <laughs> books with all these sticky notes and a bunch of notes written in the margins in Chinese. And he had stuff circled and underlined and question marks. And so he came in and we spent like half an hour, just him and I, um, so talking he about this book. Like the, like the, the best written version, like if you combine sort of the greatest aspects of those three. Wait. And this was just this was just for fun, just yeah. in his spare time. He was just well, oh well my gosh. yes and no. He he really wants to study abroad in Germany. Um, so he yeah, wants okay, but his, still, I wanted to study abroad in Germany, and well, I, well, I granted, I guess, and I was just like, well, I, 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 you know, I know the language. That's good enough to get me to go abroad. I don't, I don't need to do a personal deep dive comparisons of various language editions right. of a novel. Well, the funny thing was too is he was asking me these really really complex grammar questions and i'll be honest with you a lot of them were kind of above even my german <laughs> education level like he like we were looking at some of the different verbs and he was like well why did and a lot of it i think had to do more so to like very subtle nuanced stylistic reasons really um which is beyond you know i am not a german literary expert right you know yeah, by I mean, any means you have to know you have to know about like the time period and what yep. and how they were talking back then because there's like even there's like even like um 
books in english from america where you're like i don't i don't know what this means like i don't really know what what they're getting at here because it's from the it's from you know the 1930s and they're from the south or something i don't know you know or right. it's like yeah i, I like I, I know these words but i don't really fully understand what you're saying here yeah that makes sense Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, you're but not. Yeah. You're not. You know how to speak German and teach it, but you're not a, a expert at 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 the German grammar. I, I right. would imagine. Well, I think. I think if I would have actually pursued a PhD, that's when like some of those more nitty gritty questions. Mm. Um, you know, what you do might you do have with more that experience. Knowledge, though? Uh, you you teach it or you uh, research it. Yeah, you that's publish true. On it. That's. I mean, that's, that's the whole true. point of it. Um, but yeah. Um, anyways, though, it was just interesting to see some of the questions my students had. Um, I also, this was also really fascinating to me, Jared. I asked my students last week what I could do to improve the lectures for my students. Um, mm. Just because I was curious, you know, what do you like? What do you not like? Um, all my students wanted me to keep doing the ask me anything. Um, so of I'm course. going to continue doing that. Um, but uh, some students wanted me to try to play some games. And I was thinking about it, and obviously, if we were in person, that would be, as we say, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. <laughs> but uh, right now, with it being totally virtual, it's kind of difficult. Uh huh. There are a couple online games I know of, but also it's tricky when you have. I, I have forty students in one section, I have sixty in another, and I have eighty in another. Um, so a lot of games that will take so long just to play the game that I don't know if it's really worth it. You know, I'm surprised that 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 makes sense. I mean, it, it does seem that does seem difficult, even like an online game. Maybe you could do some sort of like survey based game, or you know, where where you 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 ask like quiz questions, and the person people that get like the most amount of you know. 30 survey questions right get get some sort of recognition or something like that mm -hmm. that's uh, a good idea and, and so you could see you know you know you'd be like you know you ask the question and then maybe there's you know so, you know there's some technology where through your phone you can answer a survey and then you know it'll have like the four options but that does seem like if you want it to be something that's relevant to your you know i don't know making it seems like a lot of work so you'd have to find you know find one that's already right made or something so there's you could definitely do that. a trick to it for sure but um, yeah that's i could definitely understand the struggle with that i'm actually kind of surprised that they asked for um for games i i mm -hmm. from 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 what i remember your from your teaching when you were there they didn't, it didn't seem like they were uh it didn't seem like games were were a common teaching technique that 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 they used True. I think some of that boils down to more traditional methods of teaching, right? Um, mm -hmm. More just lecture-based. I will say, though, when I was there, I did play a ton of games with my students. Oh, you did? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I played I all sorts played, of games with my students. I feel like students. I didn't play a ton of games in my education life. Did you pay, play a ton of games? Not a ton, um, but I just really enjoy them. I think it's fun. Sure, of course. I'll Who be honest. Like it's a way. It's it's a way to as a teacher. It's a way to also just kind of sit back and and watch your students use the language. Mm. Um, which, like for language teaching, I can see how games can be really useful. Um, if yeah. you're having your students produce language, talk to each other, write, read, um, all those skills that they need to use. Anyways, why not try to make it fun? You know, that's mm -hmm. just my philosophy with it. Um, but yeah. Anyways, though, the uh, I'm I'm curious to see what questions I'll have in store for me this or week. Could you do also? You could also do like a um, like when you do the quiz. Could you you could maybe also potentially do it where you have like somehow like teams. Could you do like breakouts rooms? Is it possible? Nope. 
Okay, okay, okay. So they have to be Unfortunately, the Zoom, I'm not using the US Zoom. I'm using right, it's called right, Vuv, right. which they uh, I tried using Zoom and uh, and there were just so many issues with it. Students had mm. connection issues. It just it became too much of a hassle. I got gotcha. you. Um, All right. So, well yeah. So yeah. But I, yeah, I breakout always, rooms would be great though. I always enjoy the uh, the AMAs too, so I'm glad you like them and I'm glad they like them cuz cuz um, you know, this is turning into the Chad press conference. And, That's and I true. like it. You have to, you have Although to be I do very try political. to keep it light. Right. I do try to keep it pretty light. Although they have asked me questions about Biden. Um, oh, I had a student ask me. This was a really funny question, actually. Um, I had a student ask me if I thought it was um, morally right to give people a stimulus, uh, you know, because they because they had heard that the U.S. <laughs> is giving people stimulus checks. Stimulus. Um, I start my garage band froze up on me for a second. Oh, this is going to be a nightmare. All right, keep going. Sorry. So they asked about the, uh, you had a student that asked about the stimmy checks. The morality of stimmy checks. Exactly. Yes. And and I said, I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, I I do I do worry, though, who, who is going to end up paying for all this at the end of the day? Um, yeah. But, you know. I'll I, say this. I think no stimmy checks. I, are more moral than uh, what initially happened, where trillions of dollars were were like artificial were like dumped into was it the stock market or whatever to artificially bump yep. it up? Yeah, or whatever, that whatever was they did. BS for sure. I think that that is uh, way less moral than a stimulus check given to uh, to people with kids and 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 lower incomes. That's maybe right. what I would say. Well, the other thing is too for, is is I mean if. So I had to oh had to get that big yawn out. Sorry. If uh, if um, the other thing with the stimulus too is like why why wouldn't you want to try to support your people? Mm-hmm. You know why not? Like a lot of people are struggling financially right now. Um, you know you and I are very fortunate that we've you know had jobs. You know I didn't have a job the entire pandemic, but you know I got one a few months in. Um, you know we're very fortunate. Um, and not everyone is as fortunate as we are, and I think it's important to try to bridge that gap when you can. And uh, yeah, but I just thought it was interesting, you know. And I was curious what the students were hearing about that too. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not really sure. I didn't ask them to go too deep in that, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Okay. So, anyways, uh, stay tuned though uh, for future episodes because I'm sure we'll have some other fun questions <laughs> the students are asking me uh, let's, as uh, things as time goes on. Let's get into some untranslatables. Let's I'm sure do you, it. I'm sure you might have a shout out, but let's get into some untranslatables. We'll save the let's shout do out. It. So hold on, uh, hold on, let me hold get on. us started. I, I'm a pro. Oh, that's right. Oh shoot! There we go. <laughs> there, there we go. It is that time, uh, which means it's time for some untranslatables, which are idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English. Uh, I will get us started, Jared. Um, I have a couple Swahili sayings. And this, I'm going to need your untranslatable expertise because... You're saying because I'm, I'm black and African-rooted that the Swahili one yes. could help you just translate yes, it. Yes, 100%. That's not yes. how it works. That's not yes. How it works. No. <laughs> um, yes, let's just, let's just make my racist show proud, Jared. Uh, uh, my racism. Uh, no. What, no, the reason why I'm asking you for your untranslatable expertise is they only give the... Well, I'm not sure here if they... If, Basically, they're not giving a good definition or meaning. I see what you're saying. So we, we, we kind of have to, to figure this out a little bit ourselves. Exactly. I got gotcha. That's more so what I meant. But hey, I you feel know, you. It's, it's also, of course, Jared, because, <laughs> because you're black. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's get into it. So the first one I got for you is um, 
Uh, Heri Kufa Mako Kuliko Kufa Moyo. It is better to lose your eyes than to lose your heart. And like I said, this is that is literally all the information I have for you, Jared. I don't have anything else. So we have to decipher um, these together. I thought this would be kind of fun to figure out. Where it's like, it's like, it's like, well, I mean, it has something to do with like the importance of like staying true. I, I think it has something to do with like staying honest. So it's like, like you can lose your eyes and still, um, and and still uh, like survive. But you can't lose your heart, and, I, and essentially, you can't lose your heart and still survive. But I don't think they literally mean like die. Right. I think I think it means like uh, it's like you can like it's just staying honest. So you know, okay. Like not cheating I, I have people another over, theory. not screwing people I have another over. theory. What if this one is actually more like um, kind of like don't judge a book by its cover. Like it's better to look at someone's heart than they're like than the outward appearance. Mm. You know, I, and could I don't you give know. Me the literal again. Um, yes, uh, it is better to lose your eyes than to lose your heart. So maybe it's like yeah. the, the superficial lose. things you see in life. It's okay to lose those. It doesn't really matter. But your heart, you know, that's really what matters. Right. You know, but yeah, I I, I don't know. Right. Um, as I hmm. said, these I just thought it was interesting because these were uh, I have a bunch of Swahili phrases and it was literally just the Swahili um, and then the the translation i guess but then, the, then there was no other info so i thought it would be a fun little challenge for us today yeah i like those i like those we should we could do those from time to time you know we should i should actually do those more because sometimes there are places where i see untranslatables that i like but they don't give a, a good uh tra- translation but yeah we could try to figure them out why mm-hmm. not um my first untranslatable is afrikaans and it's so in back mutz Yam is it J's or uh, would be a, a, a Y sound over there? I, think I imagine. So. I think so. Uh, yam kri, uh, a mouth like that should get jam. Is this like a, is this a pickup line? Uh, could be, but not not necessarily. Hey not necessarily. Mouth like that should get some jam. Uh, I, I did sound like it could be one. That's why I did that wink thing there. But is um, it uh is it like when someone's a smooth talker? Or you like give people a lot of compliments? Um, no, uh, no. But if you were giving me a lot of compliments, maybe I would say a mouth like that uh, sh- uh, should get jam. Like I say that to you. So it's like a response. Like slow down with all the compliments. No, no, no. Actually, no. kind of. No. Okay. Well, how about how about if you're saying these compliments to me, and someone else is saying to you. This, I don't know why I'm making this. So, it doesn't matter. And someone else is saying to you, a mouth like that should get jam. Well, how do they feel, the person saying that um, to you? They're like, why Why am I not getting any compliments? Mm, oh, that makes sense. It's weird. How, it's interesting how your brain thinks. Um, <laughs> wow. No, it, it's used uh, as a form of agreeance. Oh, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. Like okay. the person that's, that's saying that is saying something right, and they deserve a reward for that, as I think it's just you know implying a, a, a agreeance. That makes sense. Okay. I Not like that. Not a jealousy. Very interesting, Chad. Very interesting. Are you doing your psycho Ooh. psychoanalysis on me now? I knew it. Let, I me, knew let it. me write that down. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Jared's going to... 
I have to join him on his sofa next week, laying down while he yeah, psychoanalyzes well, me some more. Um, well, we brought right. that up last episode. It made me think. No, I keep going. Exactly, keep going. exactly. Um, all right. So once again, Jared, this one actually is. I think this is another type of language. Um, Kiswahili is that? Have you heard of that before? It's K I. I don't. Swahili. I don't know if that's actually different than Swahili Ma- in general. Is super generic, you know? Is it okay? Then maybe this is just Swahili. This is because a Swahili is from- spoken in a, in a like a large area of right of Africa, and then a lot of those places also do have like local languages that they speak and swahili is like right. the sort of the the universal language so i think saying swahili is kind of like saying arabic you know it's right ca- it's that, a l- that makes little, sense a little too generic you know it's kind of generic right right that makes sense so once again though i'm going to um give you this one and uh once again that i don't have a meaning here so we have to try to figure it out okay uh, haraka, haraka haraka haina baraka that, that sounds pretty cool. Haraka, haraka, haina, baraka, which means hurry, hurry, has no blessings. Oh, it's just like, do, like take your time with things to, if you want to do it right. That's kind of where I was thinking. Like, like there's just no good in there's rushing no benefit something in rushing. Hurrying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I have uh, one more untranslatable for you, and it's Flemish. You know, it's actually interesting. Afri- I didn't even think about this till after I got all my untranslatables. Afrikaans and Flemish are pretty similar mm-hmm. um they're kind of you know they both have the same base essentially uh but this is flemish which is spoken in in the in belgium and it's v butter oh geez v butter ob zin hoeft heeft mut also is in there as well uh uit did son bliefjen bliefjen Okay, which means uh, uh, he who has butter on this head should stay out of the sun. Uh, uh, I wonder. I wonder what that. What that. Uh, it's like uh, common that it has. It's kind of like the uh, stay stay out of the kitchen if you can't handle the heat. Uh, uh, close, but uh, think of more of something related to houses, maybe. What was he the who has butter mm-hmm. on this on this head should stay out of the sun. Think about houses. How does this relate to uh, houses? An untranslatable related to houses. Maybe he, houses. English untranslatable related to houses. Yeah, you mean. yeah. Okay. Maybe houses um, made out of a uh, a gingerbread house. Uh, and, and no, a different unideal house material though. Straw house. Different. See through. Oh, a glass house. And and what should you not do? Don't throw rocks at a glass house. Yeah, there you go. There what you go. What does that even mean, though, Jared? Don't, throw, don't like I've heard it, but it's like don't. It's like well, it means don't criticize others if you have you know if you're if you're not without faults, or it's mm. like don't poke the bear. Maybe it's like you're just tempting, you know. Don't right. you're just tempting bad bad stuff upon yourself by even going there, girlfriend. You know, don't go there, girlfriend. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Let me give you one last one today, Jared, and uh, I'm going to give you a German one, um, just because I thought this would be kind of fun. Sie kochen auch nur mit Wasser. She cooks only with water, or you cook the, only they, with water if you do. Or uh, you, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they cook, or you cook only with water. Or you, or maybe you could, maybe a better way would be... Um, uh, they yeah. also only cook. Yeah, they also only Zeke, cook with water. I mean, I guess Z could not be she because it would be Z kocht. But Correct. I, but it, it would be. It could be you or they. I you guess. or they exactly. Um, so what do you think? What do you think this means? You also cook with water, or they mm-hmm. also cook with water. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's like they're basic. That's what what I think it means. <laughs> they have no. Okay. They're, they're boring. They have they have no uh, taste. They're just uh, not, whatever. Not quite. Not quite. Okay. This one is more related to, um, I would say, humility in a way. Oh, geez. I have no idea. Like, for example, for example, um, let's say, let's say, you know, um, you've been house hunting for a while. You finally get your McMansion that's, you know, half a million mm. dollars. And, uh, and then, you know, maybe we, we meet a friend of ours from college. Um, and they're like, they're like, man, I can't believe, you know, Jared bought this McMansion and spent, you know, half a million dollars on it. Hey, stay out um, of my business. He's, he's such that? a baller. And I uh, would say, no, Jared, <laughs> he, he cooks. He, he also only cooks with water. Well, it's like he like he's frugal. Or is humble. Yeah, would, would you call frugal somebody who spent half a million dollars on a house? Uh, yeah, but someone that cooks with water. Hum, uh, humble. So I don't know. Um, he also basi- cooks with water. It basically means that you're only human. Like anybody can mm. cook with water. You're only sure, human. Sure, sure. So this is like I used see. if you're comparing, you know, oh, comparing Jared's five. With, everybody cooks with water, is right. essen- essentially. Right. And We're all like, just yeah, human. We all, yeah, this, I, 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 okay. All mm-hmm. right. Sure. Which leads us to, I think, our topic that today. That does which perfectly. Is, I, oh, wow. Leads us in smoothly and perfectly. Because we are going to be talking about uh, mutants and things that are not considered human. You know, I, which would, are actually superheroes. Say, mm-hmm. I would actually say, uh, here, what I would say, it would lead us into our topic because everybody likes superheroes and everybody that is, true. is obsessed now with that. It. That and is it, true. And it, and it is that's sort of an equalizer uh, among people. Is but see that leads me to my my first question like is super superhero or superhero culture is it an innate American thing um, and I think we you can find and when I was researching for this episode you can find superheroes in other countries but really it seems like the I think originally produced, yeah. yeah exactly it all just like, seems like yeah the, mm-hmm. all the popular ones that we know the DC Marvel that's all yeah that's all from American comics for sure. Well, and the fact that when I was living in the Czech Republic, Jared, I had so many students ask me which camp I was a part of. You know, was I a DC fan or a Marvel fan? And uh, spoiler alert for all of our listeners out there, definitely a Marvel fan. Um, How how much, what's what's your extent of, of, um, of, of comic book experience, or excuse me, superhero experience? Really, well, if we were to talk about comic books, I didn't even mean to say very, comic books. Right, not very much experience with comic books, and and the superhero experience I had was just watching the cartoons as a kid. You know, mm. so I was. I will say this: did though, you watch Justice kid, League? That was a great uh, show. I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. As a kid, I was a huge Batman fan. Uh, loved Batman. I was Batman for quite a few Halloweens. Oh, the um, Cartoon Network one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I watched that show sometimes, but I, I didn't watch it all the time. But I certainly remember it. Um, okay, did, did you like the Dark Knight Batman's? I did. Yeah, I with uh, Christian Bale, those that, were now, great. Now that's DC, right? Uh, but that's well, kind of its Bat- own thing. Batman is DC, but yeah, the Dark Knight but is in its modern, own spin-off. In, in modern thing. in modern times, even though it's originally DC, it, it, it's it's sort of it's not really fair to call it a DC movie, is it? Can you call that a DC movie? No, I mean I don't even think DC shows up on the credits. Okay. Uh, for for Dark Knight at all. So DC doesn't even own Batman anymore, essentially. I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. Um, but but this leads us though, Jared, to to the but, question. You know why why do we love superheroes so much? Mm-hmm. And, oh, and, I know and, why. 
and why and why is it such an American? You know, I mean, yes, a lot of these uh, superheroes now, especially like Marvel movies, they've been broadcasted all over the world. I have students in China all the time who ask me, you know, do I like Captain America better or do I like the Black Panther? You know, who do I like better? Uh, Black Panther, by the way. Um, um, but anyways, so it's I don't know why. Why is it though, Jared? What What are your thoughts? I uh, hear. I'll give you a theory, and let me know what you think. Our society uh, here in the U.S. specifically loves the idea of a vigilante. I have a couple ideas, so let me just. Here's mm-hmm. the first one. Our society loves the idea of a vigilante. You know why? Because we have we have guns here, and I think every every dumbass in America with a gun. I think to some extent sort of fantasizes about the idea of protecting their property or protecting mm-hmm. themselves in some sort of or John Wick big hero John Wick scenario where where people bust into their house and rob them and they're just like oh bring it and get their you know whatever sort of gun they have and just like handle it you weren't ready for me uh, and I, I told you like I've seen like signs especially around where you live by the way <laughs> Uh, the only reason I say this because I think actually the sign I'm thinking of I saw on the way to your house, but um, where it's like you know, but I've you know I've seen them all over the place, like these like sort of come and take it signs, or these sort of like uh, like I dare you to you know like you know like I'm packing and I and I and you know uh, you know try me kind of signs. I just think I just think there is this sort of um, f- uh, fetishization of of taking taking situations into your own hand you know right yeah yeah i think the other thing too is that um with with american superheroes there's always this this idea of um there's always this some type of like tragedy that happens that kind of turns them into a superhero and validates their their right to to do whatever it is that they're doing now Right. Where I think probably a lot of Americans, you know, I mean, no one's life is perfect. So I think there's a lot of this idea of kind of thinking of yourself as the superhero. Mm. Now, I think culture has changed a little bit because we've also seen the rise in the antihero with characters like Deadpool, which is which basically an antihero or the Joker. Exactly. An antihero is basically. Um, someone who is popular as a quote unquote superhero, but they don't not do the normal trope a good of person. a hero. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. Or they might really... swear. They might have a drug habit. They're they like, might... yeah, I'm going to save the day, but I'm also going to like steal the stuff. But I... yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're not doing it just like purely for justice or good. You oh, know? Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. It's so funny. Um, but it's it's what blows my mind though, Jared, is that. Like all my travels in different countries, I've heard of like folk tales and stories and things like this, but I've never really seen superheroes like I have on the level that we have in the US. Mm-hmm. You know, like just like movies. But then again, you know, we are a capitalist country. We love producing as much crap as possible so people can consume yeah, it like crazy. That's true. But the reason it's gotten so big is because it's spread to other countries, you know. True. Now, now it true. is certainly a global phenomenon. Like Robert Downey Jr. is super popular all over the world. I think mostly because of um, of, uh, of you know Marvel movies. And right. it's certainly, it's certainly. I, I think it's one of our. I, I just, I just say, like, I, I, I don't like. It's. I, I say it's one of probably like America's bigger exports, essentially. You know. Oh, for or, sure. Or like, I, I don't even want to say it's just an American thing anymore, because that's like saying, uh, that's like saying, 
uh, Fords are, are just an American thing, where it's like they're certainly a very American, you know, very iconic in America, just the idea of like an F-150. Right. But, you know, they're like huge, you know, all around the world, you know. And mm-hmm. and so, it, and, it, and, and, it, and now it's one of, you know, more of like, oh, that's one of our greatest American products, you know. But it's yeah. everywhere. You can get a Ford in any country, essentially, in the world, you know. True. And yeah. so... Same with superheroes. You can watch exactly. them in almost any country, I feel like. And so I, I think I would categorize it as just one of America's greatest exports at this point. I like he, that. I really like that. That's good. Here's, yeah. an, here's another theory I have. I think that um, it, it's similar to this idea of, of like protecting ourselves and taking matters into our own hands, but on a bigger scale. And I think that it's in a, a response to global crises because a lot mm-hmm. of these, you know, a lot of these famous superhero movies are, are characters are old. You know, right. like Marvel movies aren't where these things started, like in the early two thousands. And so, like Captain America, like his story is that um, you know World War Two was close; the Germans were about to uh, about to win, and so uh, the Americans got all experimental with, with what they're doing and jacked up this guy with a, a whole bunch of chemicals <laughs> and uh and like threw him into war you know as like some sort of superhuman being right and even so, sort of the same thing with thor you know he's like protecting his planet and, mm-hmm. and like and he he's like a uh like that sort of his job is like a protector of of his world right um, you know what's Black funny Panther's about the... the same thing. Like he's like right. a he's essentially like a political like president, but also he's like, yeah, well, if we if we have to go into war, I'm the main person that needs to go do this. That, that's right. my job as like the president of this. Can country. you imagine nowadays <laughs> if that's how it worked? You know, seeing Joe uh, Biden drive a tank or something. Imagine seeing Trump in <laughs> in, in the uh, Black Panther suit. Or oh, the Captain God. America suit. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, another thing, though, that you mentioned that I think is interesting is, especially with the, if we look at Captain America, right, the fact that he was he was this governmental... A lot of these are like these crazy government experiments, experiments that kind of go wrong. wrong. Yes. Right? Like, it's so funny how that works. I wonder if, like, Stan Lee and some of these original, you know, creators of some of these comics, if they if this was a way where they could kind of protest their fears of some of the things that government does that might not be so moral um, yeah well while i think doing that's, it under the radar i think that's also part of the the idea of response to world crises because mm-hmm. this is i mean that is around the time of like you know vietnam uh, that that was a popular topic was just some of the, the or even world war ii Right. Uh, you know, with with um, you know, just the or World War One for that matter, just like the chemicals that were used on people, and, and you know, some maybe some of the effect, the long term effects, or the the morality of using certain chemicals, and it's like, oh, but these chemicals, uh, you know, killed most people, because uh, I think a lot of these things do also acknowledge that, like, like some of these were, it's like I'm trying to think of one, but I certainly know this exists where it's like, uh, someone goes into some sort of radioactive situation that kills most people but this one person manages to come out of it but they're like oh maybe is maybe like dr manhattan you know the guy that's like the giant blue orb guy but it's like he comes out like a god-like character somehow so like i think that is also sort of a feature of this stuff where it's like it's like yeah we're, we're, we're like you you thought you were doing something to us that was evil but look how it backfired on you, I think there is a lot of like backfiring of of these sort of experiments, and it is to say like we do all these experiments on humans through war, essentially, 
uh, where it's like throw this chemical at someone or or this sort of you know bomb and let's and we don't really know what's going to happen uh, in the long term. So I I think that there is definitely some of that in there. Can I give you another example of sort of this of response to world crises that I think about? This is a little le- you know this is a little more common, but I also thought about X Men. I think X Men mm-hmm. is the perfect example of like this idea of quote unquote mutants. Right. And it's like we're finding these people that that society has shunned away, but we know our spe- you are special and that there's that you have a place in society and that we can actually use you for good and even though, you know, you feel like a weirdo and you try your hardest to just blend into society, what we teach you how to do is to uh, harness and embrace who you really are, and then mm-hmm. you realize that you're actually stronger and more powerful than everyone else. Right. I, I, I was a big fan of, of, of X-Men as a kid. I, I think, was, was X-Men a cartoon on Cartoon yeah. Network? Yeah, Okay, because I sure feel was. like it was. I, I, I enjoyed watching that one, too. I feel like I, I like Nightcrawler, because like, I remember he could teleport. That was always cool to me. Um, <laughs> I think you know which I'm... X-Men I liked. Uh, what Cyclops with the glasses? Wolverine. Oh, Wolverine, of course. I was always a Wolverine Of course. Guy. I don't know how I didn't think of that. Oh, I remember the cartoon now because yeah. they were like in high school, weren't they? I think so, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I remember that cartoon. Um and so, and so, I think that that's a that that is a more a more universal. Not or like, I mean, war is a constant in in this world too. But I think that um, the idea of X Men is is it's more of like a universal message to like everyone can sort of relate to that feeling of like, you know, I don't feel like I fit in. It's like, right. oh, but you know, maybe I have this special set of skills that you know just need to be harnessed properly, and really, I can I can you know be better than everyone because I actually know how to embrace who I really am or whatever, you know? Right. Now, I will say this, though. I think we, I think if you look back in history and literature, you have superhero-esque figures, right? Like like Beowulf in Shakespeare. Um, Odysseus, um, oh, is Beowulf. that? Is that um, yeah, Beowulf was like a, um, he was like a, a warrior and kind of a hero. Okay. Didn't he save the? It's been a while since I've read Beowulf. Didn't he end up saving the whole? I don't think I've whole... ever read Beowulf. I like the word Beowulf. It's fun to say. Uh, let's see here. Beowulf departs after a sorrowful uh, goodbye. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I thought he returned and he saved the day. I thought, but I could be wrong about that. But okay. anyways, my whole point here, though, with this point, Jared, is that in the U.S., I think what we've done is we've just taken the idea. I think the idea of superheroes has always been around. Like especially if you look at mythology. We've just taken it to another level and packaged it and distri- distributed it. Uh, distributed it. I can't talk today. In a way, it, yeah. thank you. Distributed um, it. <laughs> that that is appealing to most you know average people. You know, just the amount of people who love watching superhero movies. Yeah. And they've they, they've it's like they've written the formula. You know, they know how to write a good feel good movie that might have a cliffhanger that will you know keep you waiting anxiously until the sequel comes out. You know, they've really perfected that, I think. You know, it's so interesting. Here's one thing. I do find it interesting that people are so obsessed with superheroes and the idea of superheroes. Because I always some, I always think to myself, like, if superheroes were real, like, we, we would hate them. Like, they're right. just, they're, yeah, there's just, like, cities wanton and... disregard for cities and people's homes. Just for this, like, this, it's just for, like, who, like who, how is it that these... You know, ten people are, are deciding for us what's right for the world. Maybe Thanos makes some good point. You know, why? Like, why is it that that we've de- <laughs> right. that you've decided that you guys are right? 
I don't know. It's just I I don't understand. Or even Batman. It's like this guy is just like a like I don't understand his benefit, like his addition to fighting crime. You know, it's because it's not like the normal people know anything about what hap what happens besides for like the destruction that's left behind on the on the freeways. You know, right? <laughs> I do agree with and you. So, there, so I think... walking out to go to their car in the morning, it's like, why is my car on fire? Uh, well, it's like that meme. There was a meme that came out a little while ago, and it was somebody. It was uh, somebody, and they had this like sad look on their face, like when you see Superman um, using your car as a baseball bat, and you're still making payments on it, or <laughs> oh, something yeah. like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, my car's worth eight thousand dollars, and I owe the bank eleven thousand uh, dollars. And there, there, how, how, what do I, what what do I tell my insurance? You know, that's exactly. that'll get me out of this. <laughs> Is that considered an act of God? Like what? Yeah. How? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. It, Thor did it. That seems like it should be an act of God. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. No kidding. You know, Jared. I will say this though. Even though I think we have gotten superhero movies and all that stuff down to a science in the U.S., I do want to talk about some superheroes in some other countries because, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Um, I had really thought, and this is probably me just being biased as an American, growing up in America and everything else, but you know, I thought about it and I was like, I could not think of any superheroes um, that were that originated in other countries. What I, what I, I mean either, by that, there, there have to be some because right. you know, anime is popular right. there. Well, right, and I'm actually wearing my Dragon Ball Z T-shirt today as well. So Do they count as superheroes, though. Um, I think. Well, I don't see, I that's feel like the that's, thing. It's that's hard to say. Thing. Though, How do you? Nothing's right. as big as Marvel. And it's like, and Dra- Dragon Ball Z was obviously a huge show when we were kids, mm-hmm. but it's just like, but it was, does that count as something as on the same level? I as would like argue, Marvel? I would argue that it, Dragon Ball Z, they are superheroes um, portrayed but, in an anime package. But are they, if that but, makes they're, sense. but they're also, what are they saving? Like, is there a clear, like, side? Is there, a, I don't, I've never seen the, the, I've never seen enough to actually know the plot. So but the is there, whole, like, a clear side that's the good and bad side? Well, and, like, in, the, in a the nutshell, obvious side to root for? Well, so in, in a nutshell, the, the quote unquote good side would be uh, planet Earth. You know, because we, we are humans. Whereas the bad side would be the, the Saiyans come in, which are aliens, come in to destroy the planet. Uh, and Goku. Uh, Saiyans who, come in? The Saiyans, yep. Vegeta, um, Raditz, I think, makes an appearance. Uh, I forget the other uh, Isn't guys. Isn't Super Na- Saiyan, Napa. isn't that cool? When you go Super Saiyan? Yeah, yeah, that's that's. You. <laughs> but they're the bad guys. The, the Super Saiyans that are the bad guys. That is a thing right there, though, Jared. The fact that Super <laughs> Saiyan is a phrase, I think, does kind of maybe. Toss and Super them Saiyans the are what the bad guys get it turn into. No, no. The, generally, it's the good guys. Oh, but Goku, you said the Saiyans Goku were the bad guys. Goku is the first. Well, so okay. So now we're now we're getting completely off topic right, here. Forget but, it. Forget but, it. Forget well, it. Well, no, just it. real quick. So Goku is he was born a Saiyan, but his ship landed uh, oh on planet gosh. Earth. Um, so he is the he's the quote unquote Superman in this story to fight against the bad guys, uh, okay. which yeah. So, anyways, I'll say this: the, mm-hmm. like this show looks so cool. I, like Dragon I'm so Ball mad I, I didn't get into it. Just like visually, I love you how should, it looks. You should go back and watch. Is there a it. way to watch it? Um, I'm sure there's some. I only have actually. Netflix. I don't know of any streaming services. I know it's not on Netflix. I do, used to do just you have watch a DVD it on, box set. I don't. <laughs> I thought about getting one actually after I bought my PlayStation uh, Four. I thought about getting one. <sighs> Um, but yeah, but anyways, let's talk about some superheroes from other countries. And I guess Goku, I would argue, is definitely a uh, superhero that comes from anime, without okay. a doubt. Um, there was, all right, was, I have was a, there a movie, here, like mm-hmm. a, a movie theater movie. Of, I think of, there was. Uh, okay. At least back when we were in high school or maybe even college, I think there was a, a uh, Dragon College Ball Z is too late. I movie. think. 
Um, it's it's kind of made a resurgence. Uh, I think what Did it you is, watch Jared, the movie? is it's, it's I, I didn't know. Okay, because um, I have because, to imagine it sucked. I'm not gonna well, lie. Well, so the issue with Dragon Ball Z is there have been so many different universes and continuations of the story. It's kind of like the anime version of Fast and Furious, where you're just kind of <laughs> like, all right, like you're well, really you know just going to continue anymore. making yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, all right, yes, but let me get to some of these superheroes. Fast and Furious, they're going to just be fighting in spaceships. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. wait, weren't they? I, well, what's going to happen, Jared? Is it's going to go from cars to planes <laughs> to spaceships. Probably is what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, maybe boats too. They'll have a boat. Oh, yeah, they've boat had some boat too. stuff going on have already. They? Okay. Of course they have. All right, Jared. <laughs> let's go through this list though. Um, all right. The first one on my list here. This is from Mike.com. Um, like Mike, like a microphone.com. Uh, India, Mr. India. Born from a classic Hindi movie, Mr. India is one of India's many superheroes. His alter ego is a music teacher with a passion for benevolence and taking care of children. Somewhere in his middle age, thanks to the help of a very special watch, this normal guy turns into the hero. Mr. By the way, India's- that's a similar story to Batman. I mean, he's not really known as a nice person, but he is like on the low, very benevolent, you know, even right. though he, people don't outwardly know it. Right. Uh, Mr. India saves his country from corrupt bureaucrats. I love that. I love, love, love that. Saves <laughs> his country from corrupt bu- bureaucrats, heartless businessmen, and menacing uh, Magambo? What are Magambo? That's kind of Batman, too, actually. Because uh, I feel like a lot of the Batman people are like, uh, am, I, am, I get, am, I, am I going crazy with this? Uh, yeah, like, like, it, 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 like at least in the Dark Knight, like, it's a lot of, like, the... It's a lot of villains working with the mob, you know. Right. L- like it's it's yeah. like Joker, wor- like his p- part. Of, like there's a lot of government corruption that that like um, both uh, like the commissioner and Batman are trying to work against too. Right. That's true. I think the big difference here, though, is that it seems like Mister India is your quote unquote normal guy, whereas obviously Bruce Wayne comes from a rich, wealthy, influential, right. and powerful. But family. he's a normal guy in the sense that he has no powers. Right. That's true, right? Um, other than his sheer will and pocketbook, and, uh, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, the power to make money—that's actually one of the greatest superpowers of or, all time. More like the power to inherit money. That's true, uh, you know. Um, all right, number two, Japan Ultraman. Uh, Ultraman is one of uh, Japan's most enduring icons. Feel free to Google these, Jared, so you can see what they look like. Uh, and is the love child of the '60s space race and uh, kaiju films like Gojira, Godzilla. Uh, in this story, the science special search party is designed to help the country achieve technological advancement while Looks also like dealing Ranger with unknown extraterrestrials, right? Um, or like a villain in a Power Ranger uh, You're show. right. It does look more like a villain in a Power Ranger. And, and, and not even just and not, and not yeah, one by what they're wearing, but also even like the aesthetic of some of the like still shots from shows. It looks very Power Ranger-y. It does. Um but yeah, yeah, that's. It. But it seems like so. Both of these though were from the sixties. Um, yeah, sixties or seventies. Mister India and Ultraman. And w- what did it say that they were trying to fight against, or like, uh, like, what what the? So Ultraman, it's uh, about extraterrestrials um, and being attacked by giants and having to ri- rely on intelligence to win. Now which makes this. sense if you think about Japan. Yeah, I've never heard of the extraterrestrial part. No, no, the. <laughs> The, the giants fighting, because uh, Japan's a small country. Sure, you know? sure, So you sure. have to use your intellect, because there are other countries that might have more firepower, but mm. you have to use your intellect to win. 
Is that how? Is that what Godzilla was about? Did they was it using intellect to beat Godzilla? I don't know. I um, never saw Godzilla. I saw them when but I Godzilla, was a kid. Is that is Godzilla? It's a Japanese movie, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Originally, and then a bunch yep. of other remakes were made by exactly. Other okay. Exactly. Canada, okay. Captain Canuck. That's not uh, real. I mean, it's real, but I don't. E- I don't even think Canadians are like we're big Captain Canuck heads. You don't think I, so? I can't. I can't believe that. No. Uh, Captain Canuck is a man of... That sounds uh, like a cartoon from like the the 80s or something. Right. Let's see. I'm curious. Is Let me see. Let's Google it. Oh, he looks like Captain America, just Canadian. That doesn't surprise me. Is Captain Canuck popular? Let's see. see. (laughs) That's a great question to ask. Is Captain Canuck popular? It is like a cartoon. So I can imagine... A comic, I should say. Sorry. So I can imagine it being... And it look. I mean, listen, it looks like it would be a good comic and a good cartoon. It was a cartoon, though. Here, here, here. Watch. I'll play. Yep. I'll play some of this. Oh Jesus! Here we go. It's my turn. Can you pause it for a second? I just love this. Right here, I'm reading this, Jared. Uh, he is a, a secret agent with superhuman powers who lives in the futuristic year of 1993. You know, obviously, this was written far before 1993. Uh, sure. But it's so funny just going back and reading that. You Can know, I just two play years a little bit of this? Yeah, go for it. Canuck. Little busy, Red. It, it was some kind of flash grenade. Must have been an EMP. All of your armor systems are down. Really? You don't say. Oh, he's got like he's got like a Iron Man. Like he has like a like a shield, and he has like a computer where you can like see readouts, like a heads up display thing. Listen, right. this looks like a great show. I'm not gonna lie. If I was Canadian uh, and and born and alive at the time, I'd pr- almost definitely be watching that show. Oh, for sure. This is an interesting one. Speaking of Canadian superheroes, Jared, uh, I, I pulled up a list of uh, some of the most uh, popular and most Canadian superheroes ever. Number two, North Star. No, uh, Captain Canuck was number one, actually, Jared. Okay. Uh, so he did take the cake. Number two is North Star. Leave it to Canada to have their first uh, openly gay Marvel character, North Star. Marvel character? Alter- yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, who is so it's American. Ego- I guess. It's... Um, yeah, but but, well, but, but it's a Canadian character. Character, yes. Whose alter ego is French Canadian Jean Paul Bobier, uh was created. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Uh, he's a skier. Uh, couldn't get more Canadian than that. What? Right. There's a Canadian superhero called Sasquatch. So, my oh, dear lord, these are hold hilarious. on. This episode, this whole episode was about um, was about why uh, uh, superheroes are so popular. Now you're just going off on a whole bunch of obscure superheroes that no one's ever heard of unless you're from Canada. <laughs> well, just because I think it's interesting, I, I I think American superheroes, I think superheroes are a very American thing, but it's interesting to see the way other countries do superheroes. I guess that's sure. my purpose for this. Sure. Um, this is an interesting one as well, Jared. Um, South Korea. In South Korea, they have a superhero called City Hunter. Uh so uh, as Lee Min, Lee Min Ho is the, the character. So when this uh, wonderkin abandoned... Uh, uh, wait, uh, okay. Oh, no. So this was based on a Japanese manga. Uh, City Hunter is a vigilante who tries to avenge the death of his father. There's always a death of somebody's parents, of course. I feel like, in these superhero stories. Um, interesting. Um, in Pakistan, they have the Burka Avenger. 
a girl school teacher by day. I love this idea here. A girl superhero, uh, a girl school teacher by day, and a superhero by night. The Burka Avenger is Pakistan's first animated female superhero, versed in the fictional fictional art of takht kabadi, which essentially uses books as pens. Oh, interesting. So she's using books and pens as deadly weapons. So she's using her school teacher identity by day to. Basically, you know, she's using books and pencils and pens and pencils as weapons, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, and they say this character is kind of like if you combine Mulan and Frozen, mm. uh, which okay. is interesting. Um, interesting. Yeah, I just find it so fascinating, you know, how different countries portray superheroes, what type, what types of things they do portray, right? Like in, like with the case of Captain America, we have this idea of you know fighting the Nazis. And then, you know, because of that, these crazy things happen. Um, yeah, it's just so it's so funny. It's so fascinating, just superhero culture. Yeah. We have these entire worlds and universes um, that people love so much. Don't be afraid to end the episode, Chad. Okay. That would be my advice to you. All righty. Well, thank you. Thank you for the advice. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there are any other um, superhero points um, that we have then at that point. I, I, so... Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, end today's episode and let us know uh, what superheroes you like or any other theories you have related to uh, superheroes. Is it an American thing? Are we just being biased Americans? Call us out on it. We're fine with that. Let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into those DMs on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one. Also, check us out on Instagram, on Translatable Podcast. And please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So, as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyame, muchas gracias. I couldn't get my roll right there. Muchas gracias. Shisha and dosvidanya. Good old superheroes. Yeah, dude. It is interesting, though, too. I guess one thing I didn't mention was um, that you have, like, Thor, which kind of is, like, more of a Nord. Like, it's interesting how the different countries and backgrounds are uh, kind of portrayed through the Marvel Universe, right? I mean, you have Africa represented, obviously, by Black Panther. You have Captain America. Um, I mean, uh, well, Batman is Marvel, but I think Batman kind of represents, like, New York or the big city, you know, mm-hmm. city life kind of interesting yeah. you know all you those know, i always facts. i always associate um batman with chicago only because i think in one of the and some once when what was it the first the the either i think batman begins and dark knight they filmed there's a lot of, of a lot of it in chicago and, and, and it, just because i like i'm fam- kind of familiar with what chicago looks like i always think of but it really is just uh, essentially a grimy big city which could easily be chicago or new york city so or detroit if we're being honest mm, no I, I think it, there needs to be more going on in the city than okay. like it's like it is like big city vibes i don't think right. detroit gives you big city vibes that's me personally. Well, that's because everybody lives in Metro Detroit. That's why. Exactly. Yeah, no, maybe they need a Batman that's based in Farmington Hills or right, something. Right. <laughs> Farmington Hills, man. <laughs> Stopping people from busting in the cars parked on the street Sub- or whatever. Suburb man? That, would be, that could be <laughs> yeah. the superhero. Yeah, tune into Suburb Ma'am every Monday at one one PM Eastern time. How much of the of the Marvel movies have you seen? Are are you up to date with the no, Avenger nowhere stuff? Nowhere near. Nowhere near. Yeah, up to no, date. me neither. I have nowhere no interest in it. To be honest with you. Yeah, you know, I like I've lost some of a them. lot of interest. 
Yeah, well, see, I, I like some of them, but yeah, there's just so many of the movies. Um, I don't know. And honestly, if I'm going to watch a movie, I'd rather watch like a documentary or a comedy. Sure. Like, you know, but that's just me. Yeah. To each, to each their own.